Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. The epistles from Ephesians chapter 5. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In our reading from the Apostle Paul to the church in Ephesus, in Ephesians, the same Paul, St. Paul says that marriage, get this, is a profound mystery. It is like a profound mystery. But what can be so profound about marriage? You know, I mean, if we think about it, boy meets girl, girl likes boy, boy gives ring, they get married and they live happily ever after, right? Well, actually, no. You see, when a boy and girl get married, we must keep in mind that they do not form a marriage. Dear friends, I certainly do not mean to be rude or intend to be rude this morning, but when you and your spouse stood at an altar such as this before a pastor and said those famous words, I do, well, a marriage was not, I repeat, it was not created but rather, through the vows and the I do's, you actually stepped into the estate of marriage. Let me repeat that again. Every time that there is a wedding, a marriage is not created, but instead a single man and a single woman take their places in this profound institution of marriage. This institution of marriage that God created and established at the beginning of time. And so, contrary to what the wedding magazines say or what Hollywood movies tell us, a wedding day is not solely about the bride. It isn't the bride's day. The bride with her fiancé are actually just one small, very small piece to a much bigger puzzle. That is to say that wedding day and that ceremony are about 
marriage, the institution of marriage. And marriage is that profound picture of the gospel. It's a profound picture of Christ and his relationship to the church. And so as a man and woman take their places within that institution of marriage, they are stepping into new vocations. They say their vows, and a brand new role in life is created for them as a husband and a wife. However, we must keep in mind that as a husband and wife, there is already an established way in how these roles, these vocations, how they function to one another. For example, in marriage, a husband and wife are certainly not stepping into positions where they fight for dominance and power and control over each other. For this is not what the estate of marriage is about. And it certainly is not how Christ treats his bride, the church. Indeed, the role of husband and wife in marriage is not combative or competitive or manipulative or self-serving. Rather, the roles of a husband and wife in marriage are places where the husband and wife are sanctified in love and service to one another. Now, let me speak very specifically today to you married men and women. You see, you have taken a place within the estate of marriage where you are joined to another person. Husbands to wives and wives to husbands. You're joined together spiritually and emotionally and sexually speaking. Therefore, as you are joined to one another, your roles in marriage are not where you strive to be the boss. You see, contrary to all those funny comedy shows that we watch on TV, the relationship between a man and woman is not a cage match to the death to see who gets their way. Marriage is not characterized of Manipulating the children to get your way, to be supreme over one another. For this is not how Christ is with his bride, the church, as well as the bride, the church, to Christ. You see, if there's any conflict in marriage, which there should actually be, if there's any conflict in marriage, it should not be between you and your husband and your husband and the wife. It should not be between one another. But rather, the conflict needs to be right there with that sinful nature fighting against the old Adam. You see, if there's any conflict, it should be against that sinful nature within you. That conflict in marriage should be with that old Adam, against that stubborn and selfish and the inward-seeking, pathetic, sinful nature that wants what it wants and wants it right now, that sinful nature that refuses and does not want to uphold your spouse. Let me state this as plainly and clearly as possible. Men, yes, you men, as you step into the Lord's estate of marriage, you become and became a husband. And as a husband, you are called to deny yourself. Instead of being king of the hill, you are actually called to die. Get this, you are called to die to your selfish desires, to die to your ambitions, die to your dreams. You are called to lay down your life in thought and word and deed, to lay it all down for your bride, for your wife. When you put your wife number two, though, yes, when you put your wife number two while watching reruns of The Simpsons, while drinking Miller Lite, my friends, man, you are not demonstrating what it is to be a husband, but the exact opposite 
and frankly stated, you are acting like a little child, a little boy. Husbands, Jesus today asks you to love your wives with that same sort of love that he has for his church. It is a love that keeps no record of wrongs. It is a love that forgives and serves and does so with joy and gladness. It is a love that is willing to sacrifice absolutely everything, even death if necessary, for your bride. Yes, it is a love that is willing to die for your wife, even if that death would perhaps occur in physically defending your bride on a battlefield, or perhaps even death through shopping with your wife at Kohl's. Indeed, at Kohl's. Death for your wife. And today, husbands, Jesus not only asks you, husbands, to do this for your wives, but get this, he gives himself to you in his body and his blood so that his forgiveness and his love might be in you and might be that very love that you have for your wife. What a profound gift. And wives, you are not off the hook. Indeed, brace yourself, wives. Let me attempt to say this as plainly and clearly as possible to you. As wives within the Lord's estate of marriage, you are called to deny your desires to assert yourself through manipulating your husband's responses. As a wife, you are called to love and to submit to your husband just as the church herself delights in submitting to Christ. And Christ, well, as he submits himself to the Father... You see, sighing and rolling your eyes behind your husband's back while complaining to other women about how he can't do this or he can't do that exactly to your specifications is the opposite of what it means to be a wife and has more in common with clicky mean girls from high school than being a wife. Wives, today, Jesus asks you to love your husband's with the same sort of love that Christ's church is supposed to have for Jesus. That love is a love that strives to please and to honor and to be loyal to your husband in all things. It is a love that seeks to put that very best construction on your husband. Even if that means excusing yourself from a group of women gossiping over yummy appetizers and cocktails at a local bar and grill. And today, dear wives... Jesus not only asks you to do this, but he gives himself to you in his body and blood so that his love might be in you and might be that love that you have for your husband. Again, what a profound gift. You see, it should be really clear right about now that marriage is not some sort of magic pill that you take and everything turns out instantaneously great. Furthermore, marriage is not some sort of magic wand that the pastor waves over top of you at this altar, making your wildest dreams come true, making a fairy tale reality come true. But rather, marriage, my friends, is real. It is gritty. It is grounded in that good times and those bad times. To the point, marriage is that age-old institution that God first created at the very foundations of this earth. And since marriage is the Lord's design, a bride and a groom not only belong to each other through love and trust, but they belong to Christ amid the good times and the bad. Marriage is that estate that holds a husband and wife together in sickness and in health, poverty and riches, 
persecution and joy, repentance and faith. And so husbands, men, remember that you stand in the estate of marriage. Therefore, learn to die for your wife. Learn to die for your wife in self-sacrifice. And more, confess your sins boldly before the throne of Christ. And more boldly hear the forgiveness of Christ poured into your ears. That Christ Jesus, that he died for you. Wives, women, remember that you stand in the estate of marriage. Therefore, learn to grant respect and esteem to your husband. And more importantly, confess your sins boldly. And more boldly, hear that forgiveness of sins in Christ as it's poured into your ears that Jesus submitted to your sin on the cross, claiming them as his own. And there you have it. There you have it, baptized saints. This is the profound mystery of marriage. Indeed, marriage is like a profound mystery of Christ and his love for the church, loving and dying and sacrificing and submitting and respecting, not competition, not fighting, not dominance, and certainly not manipulating. This is the profoundness of marriage. Husbands and future husbands, walk in this high and holy calling of marriage as a husband with your eyes fixed on Christ, learning to die. And wives, And future wives, walk in this high and holy calling of marriage as a wife with your eyes fixed on the hope of Christ as you respect. What a high and holy calling. What a wonderful gift that the Lord calls us into and he gives to us. The Lord bless and keep you within these places, this estate of marriage, as you walk as husband and wife in the profound mystery of marriage. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The The Lord Lord bless and keep you. you.